welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. Well, as we continue today, we are in our series, Ask, Seek, Pray. And uh, last week was ask, and we, many of you were like, that's new. I haven't realized that I could ask for things. And I had one family say, hey, we, we started asking for things at the dinner table and, and just saying, like, what are you asking Jesus for? What are you believing God for? And I love that they were applying that. And as new as asking was, for many of us, seeking is something that we don't think about. We think about pray, like we got to pray, and that's going to be the next two weeks. But we think about, like, seeking God and going after God, but it's very very important that we get this right, that we seek God. Hebrews eleven six says this, without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. There's something about earnestly seeking, going after him and saying like, I am going to seek the Lord. And I could probably do a, a sermon on this for a, a year because there's so much here about seeking and I'm, I'm surprised that we haven't talked about it more. We have to seek the Lord. Now, I want to give you two dates to save. So if you could save these dates, these are going to be specific times we're going to set aside to seek the Lord. So if you want to have to save the date, May 22nd, we're kind of wrapping up this series. And on May 22nd at all of our campuses, we're going to have a night of worship and prayer for the nations. And we're going to seek God, saying, God, we desire for these 500 to be sent out. And it's going to be a specific prayer night to come into his presence, seek him, and to pray for the, the nations of the world. And then July 10th through 16th, July 10th through 16th is going to be a, a seek week where we're saying, God, we are going to come and seek after you. Now, some of you are like right in the middle of summer. Yes, in the middle of summer. We have some plans that are there. And, and if they come to pass, it's going to work great. If not, we'll pivot. But we are trying to do something in that week of July 10th through 16th. So save the date. We are having a seek week where we're just going, we're going to go after God, have an evangelist, different things, a worship night, and uh, go after it. So as we seek the Lord, I want you to know that there are 567 verses in the Bible that talk about seeking, seeking after God or seeking after a thing or seeking after someone. But many of them talk about seeking after God. And there are seven words that are specifically used in different definitions for those seven words for seek. And it's saying we're seeking after the Lord. And so I want you to understand this is something that we need to take and, and, and bring it up a level. Bring it up to that level of what the Word of God really tells us about. Now, I won't read so many verses, but I want to read a couple just so you can see. Seeking the Lord is in there. In Second Chronicles seven fourteen, it says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Psalm 27, 8 says this. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Lamentations 3, 25 says, the Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. And one more, Matthew 6, 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. So what does it mean to seek? What does it mean to seek after God and to really go after it? it? Seeking means to search, to quest, 
to find or gain by any means. It implies giving attention, priority to deliberately pursue. Like deliberately pursue and go after. It's earnest. It's intense. It's heartfelt. It's with the intention of finding God and encountering God. And we need to seek God and his presence. Everyone in this world is seeking after something, though. I mean, people are seeking after wealth and power and sex and relationship, career, hobbies, prestige. They're seeking after their own identity. They're seeking after prosperity, pride, peace, whatever. They're seeking after everything, and they're going after something. Matter of fact, the Bible says this about Jesus. It says, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. And he came to seek and find those people that were far away from God. And he's like, I'm coming on a mission to seek and save the lost. Aren't you glad that Jesus didn't come to earth like this, like, I don't know, I'm kind of trying to find some lost people. Maybe I'll find them, maybe I won't, you know. I kind of want to live a mission. Maybe I won't, you know, I don't know. I'm glad he's like, I have a purpose. I've come to seek and save the lost. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to pay for the sins of mankind. I love that Jesus was seeking. And we all seek after something. And Blaise Pascal said this, if God exists, and yes, he does, but if God exists, not seeking God must be the gravest error imaginable. And he does exist. God does exist. And we should seek after him with an intensity that says, I desire to find you. There's, there's something about this. I have a great desire to find you. Now, in the Old Testament, the verse that I read from Psalms, it said, I, I will seek your face. And in the Old Testament of the Bible, in that time, they would say, we're seeking God's face. What do they mean by that? They meant we're seeking his presence. That was just a way for them to say, we're seeking his presence. And his presence was limited in the Old Testament. He had limited times where he'd pour out his presence or his presence was in the temple and it was limited. And so people would value that. They would long to seek his face, to be in his presence. Now today we could say, God, we, we seek your face. We seek your presence in a greater way. And, and somebody says, yeah, I can hear somebody thinking right now, like, is God lost? We got to find, no, God's in the same place. We just drift away. How many know we drift? He's right there, but we're drifting away. And then we come to the realization, no, Lord, we need to seek your face. And what are we talking about when we talk about the presence of God? We are talking about the manifest presence of God, that we are aware of him, that we're conscious of him, that we are almost enveloped in him, that we feel his presence. And for a lot of you, a lot of you, I was talking to somebody right after the earlier service, and they said, I feel the presence of God here. I come, to the, I come to this church and I feel the presence of God. A lot of us in the church service, in this time of worship, we feel the manifest presence of God through the power of the Holy Spirit, and you know that it's real. I'll never forget this lady. Her name is Joan. Years ago, she came to our church, and she said, uh, she comes up to me after service. She goes, I came here today with my friends. I'm an atheist. And she said, I just came here today to prove that they're crazy. They keep inviting me, and I came here today to prove that they're crazy. And she goes, and you know what? I felt something. She goes, I don't know what it is. She goes, I felt something, and I actually cried, and I, I think I'm going crazy. And she's like, what, what, what did I feel? And I said, well, you felt the presence of the Holy Spirit. You felt the manifest presence of God during worship. She goes, well, I don't even believe in God. And she goes, but I felt something. And she goes, can I keep coming back? I said, no, we don't allow atheists. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> I said, keep coming back. So she kept coming back week after week. And she came back. And one day she comes up to me after service. And she goes, let's do this. <laughs> I said, do it. She goes, I'm going to say yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. 
She goes, it's real. She goes, it's real. I desire, I, I, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. It was the presence of God that she felt that made her understand that he's real. And we long to feel his presence and to be enveloped in that and to be aware of him and have this, this idea like, God, you are there, you are there, you are there. And it's not our constant state. How many know we get so busy with life? We get so busy and also we're like, oh yeah, God, you're there. But do you know that we can have his manifest presence? We can seek him no matter where we're at. I mean, I can't tell you, like I'm going through the grocery store, maybe I'm getting groceries, I have my you know, earbuds in, and I'm having a moment of worship, and I can feel the manifest presence of God in the bread aisle. How many know what I'm talking about? God's presence can be real. I can be driving in the car, and all of a sudden, the presence of God is so real. It fills the car. It's just one of those things. I can be, you know, anywhere. It's just it's God's presence all of a sudden becomes so real. One time, I was flying on the plane, and I was working on my sermon. I had my you know, earbuds in, you know, and I'm sitting there worshiping God and I'm just working on my sermon. And the person next to me just taps me and just goes, what are you doing? I said, why? They said, like, I can feel something coming off of you. It's like a good feeling, like a good, like, I said, I'm just worshiping God. I just feel like the presence of God is flooding all over me. And they're like, I can feel that. Now, it's not like that all the time, but it can be like that. We should be seeking the presence of God that it's so real, we're aware of it, we're consumed in it, we're enveloped in it, we can feel it. Others around us can feel that. And, and I'm praying that we would have this desire and not take the presence of God for granted. Remember in the Old Testament, God, it was limited. He intentionally limited himself on certain moments and certain people and in a place. But now as we follow God, Jesus says, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all people. And he said that the Holy Spirit will come and be within us. God takes up residence in us as, as a follower of his. And we have this ability to be uh, aware of his presence and have wave after wave of his presence. I don't want us to take it for granted. I don't want us to neglect it. I don't want us to just, uh, just disregard the presence of God. And I wonder, like, How's our relationship with Jesus? Like, when was the last time we just spent, you know, uh, uh, an hour with him in prayer? When was the last time we did our, our, our devotions in the Bible? Or did we skip a few days? Or, or when was the last time you just poured out your heart before God? Or when was the last time you completely rearranged your schedule and you didn't say, well, no, Lord, that, that's there and that's there and sorry, this came up and that's over there. I mean, even when I announced May 22nd and June 10th through 16th, I know that there has to be something in us that just kind of goes, oh, Pastor Rob, Seek Week in July. Like, it's Minnesota. Seek Week should have been February. Nobody's looking after anything but God in February. Come on. Oh, let's not take God's presence for granted. Let's seek his face. I love what Richard Baxter said. He was an English Puritan. He said this, he said this, and you shall find this to be God's usual course, not to give his children the taste of his delights till they begin to sweat in seeking after them. We almost are like, God, if you want to bless me, you can, or if your presence is He said, you want to sweat after God. You want to go after God. You want to seek after God. There needs to be an intensity of going after God. I was teasing somebody that's a hunter in between, I said, we need to seek after God like you seek after your deer. 
And I said, you show me all these pictures of the trail cam. Like, look at this one. This is the one I'm going after. He was on my camera. And you're setting up cameras. And you're doing that. And you're checking the environment. And you're making sure. And you're like salivating like, oh, I hope he walks in my path. I said, that's the way we should seek after God. I think we should get to church early and be like, you know, I was watching on the church cam. Looked like things were going to happen today. You know, <laughs> God's up to something good. My seat's still open. I'm going. You know, oh, man. We seek what has value. We seek what has value. And God's presence has value in our life. That's why we're saying, God, we seek after this. You know, if you, if you lost a paperclip, I mean, you'd be like, okay, I'm not going to really, you know, spend a lot of time. If you lost a penny, a lot of people would be like, penny, you know, it's a penny, you know. Okay, it's gone. We'll let somebody else find it. But God's presence we should be seeking after that because it's so valued. Matter of fact, we have a saying around here, one moment in the presence of God changes everything. Matter of fact, our worship team walks by that. When they're coming in the hallway, getting ready to come onto the platform, they see that one moment in the presence of God can change everything. We value the presence of God and we want to chase after it, seek after it, go after it and say, God, we, we, we don't want to just realize too late that we could have had more of your presence. And again, he's not moving, we're moving. We're putting things in the way and there's things that dull it and make it dim and just cause us to distance ourselves from the presence of God. And, and not all the things are sinful. Like sometimes it's just distractions. We get distracted too much, like a, a hobby just takes up too much of our time that we start making excuses not to be in his presence rather than to be in his presence. It could be the, that we just have a, a big ticket item that we spend so much money on and we think like, Lord, I just got to get the value out of this and so I can't seek you and I can't spend time with you and I don't really go after you. No, we've got to go after the presence of God and we've got to even kill our pride. Sometimes our pride says, I don't need God. I'm a, I can do it on my own. No, we need God's presence. We need God's presence. I think about Moses when he was leading the children of Israel out of Egypt and into the promised land. And he's like, God, if your presence doesn't go with us, we're not going. Like, we've got to have your presence. There is a hunger. I'm praying that we will have a hunger for seeking after God's presence. And it doesn't just come casually. There's an intentionality about it that we get desperate and say, God, we desire to go after you. So how do we get desperate for God? And how can we increase our seeking, all right? Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2 says this in the Bible. It says, since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. It's setting it's setting. There's, there's an intentionality about this. You are setting your mind on things above. You are setting your heart. You're not coasting. You're not like, oh, I could have had a V8. You know, how many remember that commercial? That, that makes you really old right there. All right. Oh, I could have done something healthy. Oh, I could have had a V8. Oh, I could have. No, I am setting my heart after God. I'm setting my mind. I'm not casually coming into his presence in church. I'm, I'm setting my mind. I'm going after him. I desire his presence. So let me help you figure out how to set your heart after God a little more and to seek with more intensity. The first thing I want to challenge you on in seeking God is to change your altitude. 
Change your altitude. Get out of the clouds. Get out of the turbulence. Get and, and raise your thinking. Change your altitude. If you fly a lot, you'll know that. You'll come into some rough air. And the pilot will come, we're experiencing some rough air. We're going to look for a new altitude. We're going to go up to 34,000 feet. It's smooth. We're going to look for some smooth air. We're going to get out of these clouds. How many know what I'm talking about? You're in the clouds and it's bouncing around. And those that are veterans that are, you know, flyers are like, and you look at the newbies and they're on there. You know. And all of a sudden they get out of the clouds, out of the mess, and they get above it. And then what do you see? You usually see the sun or the stars. And you're up in that. It's just your altitude changes. And all of a sudden your perspective changes. Some of us have been living way too low. We're consumed with Facebook. We're consumed with social media. We're consumed with what others are doing. We're consumed with small things. And God says, if you're going to seek my face, let's change your altitude. Set your heart on the things of God. Set your mind on the things of God. Let's, let's raise the altitude and rise above the things that really aren't that important anymore and say, God, we're moving our altitude up. And as you do that, you might need to confess some things. If you want to seek God, you're going to need to confess both sins and distractions. Lord, this sin has been keeping me from seeking your face. This sin has kept me from going after you. And I confess that. And on the same thing, you might say, God, I've just been distracted too much. I, I've just been spending too much time here. I mean, how many, like, are you convicted when your phone or your iPad tells you, like, screen time? You know, like, it, whenever it, it jumps up, like, your screen time is up. 87% this week. What are you doing, slacker? You know, I mean, it's like, did you even seek God this week? What's, I mean, that's how it feels to me. Like, what were you doing with all that screen time? And so you may need to confess, God, I've been distracted by other things. I chased after, and God, I confess that. I want to set my heart and my mind. I want to seek after you. Okay, here's another one that just convicted me, and so now I'm going to pass it on to convict you, all right? Um, one of the seven words, one of the seven words that the Bible uses for seeking literally means this. It literally means to dawn and to rise early to seek the Lord. Okay? Now, by show of hands, how many people are night people? You're like, I'm a night person. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. All right. All right. Okay. This, this, this verse, like this, this word makes us realize that the morning people are right. You know, one of, the, one of the seven words says to get up early. And, and, and I'm not a night person. I'm like a, I, I'm a night person and Becca's a morning person. I mean, so she gets up in the morning. She's like, praise God. It's a great day. She's like wide awake the moment. And she's like, it's like she's fully caffeinated. I wake up and I'm like, where's the coffee? You know, I mean, and I'm a night person. And she's morning. And, and this verse actually says to get up early. And to seek him, why? Because when you get up early and you seek, there's an intentionality about it, and you're more likely to do it. True confession for the night people here, all right? You wake up, and you're, oh, you're looking for the coffee, and you're like, oh, and then something pops up. Oh, I've got to 
check out that article and that and then something and then oh got to go to work you get to work and you're like okay Lord I, I just missed that time with you this morning but I promise today I am still fasting for lunch and spending time with you and then somebody comes by and says are you going to the office party we're going to Fogo de Chao you're like Fogo de Chao praise God I wanted to go to Fogo de Chao all right no fasting today Lord I'll do it this afternoon and then the afternoon goes by and then you get home and you're like Lord I promise today that I'm going to do it today when I get home and then you find out that your son or daughter did not do their science project and now you're doing their science project till 11 o'clock at night you go to bed exhausted and you're like Lord I promise tomorrow double devotions double devotions that's why there's something about an intentionality that says early dawn I will rise up and seek you first that'll increase your intensity another thing is to get alone get alone like people that seek God are okay being alone with God and many times going out in nature. I can't tell you how many times I enjoy like being by the ocean or by a forest or something and you're alone and you're just you and God. And you're gonna seek him more if you intentionally have those times where you say, I will be alone in your presence. I wanna seek you. I wanna talk to you. I wanna be in your presence. A couple more things very quickly before I end. Spending time in his word. Time in his word. You're just in his word. And as you're in his word, uh, that, there's that, Ability for that word of God to speak to you and his presence to fill you with that. And you're just like, man, it's that time. Focus seeking. Like I said, the July time, the May 22nd, our 21 days of prayer and fasting. Those are focused times that increase our seeking that help us to set our heart. And if you want to seek God more, again, you should circle the date, highlight it, May 22nd, at all of our campuses, a night of prayer and worship and seeking his face and saying, God, we're going to ask, we're going to seek, we're going to pray. And then that seek week for the kids and for the adults, we're going to have that focused seeking time. Another thing that will help you seek God is to declutter, to just get rid of those things. I forget that lady, is it Marie Kondo? She's like, if it doesn't bring you spark joy, get rid of it, you know? If, it, if, it's, if, it's, if you got too much of something, man, declutter. God, a little less of that, a little less of that, a little less. I want to be more in your presence. More praise and worship. More praise and worship. Many times I'll find, like, I'm not seeking the presence of God when I'm listening to too much talk radio. And I'm listening to people's opinions and things like that. And I'm like, wait. I want to fill this car with the presence of God. I want more praise and worship. I want to pause and worship your name. And as I do that, no matter where I am, the presence of God fills the car, the place, wherever I'm at. This week I was speaking in San Antonio and I was teaching people about kingdom builders. Unrelated to the service, I felt like we were supposed to stop and play the song, um, Send Me. So new to our church, we haven't even done it yet. We've only recorded it at the recording night and we'll be singing in the next couple weeks and then releasing it to the world. But I just felt like it was a God moment. We were supposed to play it. And we stopped and we did praise and worship. We didn't even have a band. The sound team just played it through the system. And as we praised and worshiped God, the, the manifest presence of God filled the room. People started to cry. It was a God moment. People could hardly talk. We just had to pause and pray, God, send people out into the harvest field. It was just a moment that we were seeking after God and the manifest presence of God filled the room with not even a band. Just praise and worship music being played. More of that will help us to seek. Coming to church, seeking God together. There's something about corporate seeking. 
That's what makes these seek weeks so beautiful that we'll seek God corporately and we'll seek him together and we'll say, God, we're going to seek you in church and in these weeks. These are things. And the more you seek, the more you seek. The more you seek. Now, that's really profound. The more you seek, the more you seek. Some of you are like, you just haven't started. You know what? Start today. God, I'm going to set aside time. I want to seek your face. I want more of your presence. And the more you seek him, the more you'll seek him. It's like, it helps. It helps you to do it. And many of you are like, well, when I really feel that stirring, no, get going. Make the first move. Put a little sweat in it. Put a little intentionality. Set your heart. Set your mind. And go after God to seek his presence more. There's an intensity that I pray our church will step into. I pray that we'll get here early. I'll pray that we'll come desiring to seek his face, seek his presence. I pray that we'll be doing it all throughout our week. And instead of just casually coasting through, there will be intentionality. God, we desire your presence more. I'll close with that same psalm. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Lord, I pray for our church right now. I pray that we would seek your face more, your presence. What a joy that we can have the presence of God in our life, that the Holy Spirit is living within us when we say yes to you. What a joy that we can be praising you, worshiping you, that your presence can manifest in a grocery store or in our car or in our home or in a park or wherever we are. All of a sudden, you can just manifest your presence as we seek you. God, I pray that we'd be intentional about it. We wouldn't just drift through life, but we'd be intentional about seeking your presence. May it be so in Jesus.